Welcome to this edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. If you've lived somewhere for a long time, chances are you start missing things. Landmarks and government buildings all become a blur, particularly if you're in a hurry to get to where you want or need to be. But to history and architecture students, the older sections of Taipei City are home to well-preserved examples of Qing Dynasty and Japanese colonial architecture, styles of which can still be seen in sections of Taipei's Western District today. University of Minnesota professor Joseph Allen, who wrote Taipei: City of Displacements, joins us this week in an imagined walk around Taipei's Katagalan Boulevard. He talks about the roots of the most distinctive structures in the area, and what inspired Taiwan's Japanese officials to build the road's two most distinctive buildings, the way they did. Japanese colonial architecture was displayed throughout East Asia, not just in Taiwan, particularly in Manchuria, Northeast China, uh, which the Japanese built several colonial. Style cities, the city of Harbin being the most famous one, and particularly because that was built upon top of sort of a Russian colonial architecture. What's unusual about Taipei, I think, was that, and this is true not just for Japanese colonialism but for colonialism generally, is that the city that they came to acquire through uh, this uh, the war of 1895, the city was basically. A blank slate, and so when the Japanese came to build there, and they were very conscious about this, they wanted to build sort of an ideal colonial colony and an ideal colonial city. So now, if if you start from from let's say Northgate and walk south, or from the、uh, railroad station and walk south, the first few blocks you walk through. Will be the old Qing Dynasty style city with these very narrow storefronts that you can still see, about 25 feet wide. These were designed by the Qing Dynasty. They had a urban design, and these narrow, long plots were built by them. But in the southern part of the city, let's say after after 228 Peace Park or Hanyang Lu, then basically you enter sort of a campus area. Which is wide open, with these large colonial buildings spread out through this thing. Very little of vernacular Chinese architecture in this area, and that was their sort of ideal. They could build as they wanted to, and they used the whole southern part of the city, of the intramural part of the city, for this colonial building. Okay, so what are the most outstanding examples that we can see from that particular area? That you talk about. There are two buildings which almost everyone has seen and are very important. The first building was actually almost the first building they built. It was the governor's residence, so the colonial governor's residence, which is down、uh, very close to Eastgate area and is now serves as the foreign guest house. And it has a and now it's open to the public. It, And that only happened、uh, maybe ten years ago.、Uh, you can visit it occasionally, not always, but you can visit it occasionally. And it's a beautiful residence, very German style,、uh, with this mansard roof and a large sort of yard garden area in back with ponds and everything. And so that was built very early, around 
and it's still in great shape and has been restored recently. The other building, of course, is the, the Sotokufu, the colonial headquarters, which is now called the Tsongtongfu, the presidential palace. And these are very close to each other down this large boulevard. And these two, particularly the Sotokufu, this really changed the orientation of the city completely, an orientation that is still in place in the sense that the early city, the sort of the Chinese city, looked west and north. So it looked towards Mengjia to Wanhua and looked towards Dadocheng. So North Gate and West Gate were the main gates, very elaborately built main gates, while East Gate was really the back door to the city for the Qing Dynasty. But when the Japanese, because the Japanese, that east area, that southeast area of the city, since they built in that area, it that area became sort of the center part civic activities in the city. And particularly as the Sotokufu looks directly east at Eastgate, and now there's a line of sight uh, down the, the big boulevard there, looking from so the Sotokufu, from the Tsongtongfu to, to Eastgate. And so Eastgate, during the Japanese period, Eastgate and the Eastgate area emerge as the, the primary focus of the city. And that's something that, and so then, because outside of Eastgate, when they built the city outside of the Eastgate was basically rural land and even wild land, forest and stuff, this is where the Japanese then built their residence. So you had the Chinese residence area was outside of Northgate in Daolocheng and outside of Westgate in, in Mengjia or Wanhua, but the Japanese built their resident area to the east and, and to the south. Okay, you mentioned um, German architecture. What was with the Japanese obsession with the German style, and why did they use it so much here? Yeah, they used different styles, but the Japanese, when the Japanese started to modernize during the, the early Meiji period uh, and sort of tried to build a, a modern nation, they really, they really modeled themselves uh, their institutions and their governments and stuff on German sort of modernism, German national modernism. And so Germany was their primary focus. In fact, the, uh, in the early part of designing the city, the uh, early governor general Kodama and his civil official Goto Shimpe. Uh, Goto Shimpe had lived in Berlin. Uh, he, he was a medical doctor and studied medicine in Berlin and then lived in Paris also as a young man. So he was very, he was very, very familiar with that kind of architecture. That building, the, the one that's now the foreign guest house, is quite German in style. But the Sotokufu is more French in some ways uh, in style. And, and these buildings were sort of, they were considered the way you built a colonial city. And so they were modeling themselves not just on, you know, Europe, but also on other colonial cities, particularly uh, uh, British colonial cities in South, South Asia and India and French colonial cities uh, in Southeast Asia. And so they had sort of a double model. They had the sort of the German, the sort of European model, but then they also had the European colonial model that they were following. And they were very, very conscious about this. They talked about it, about building this, we're going to, do, we're going to be better 
than the British and the French. That's exactly what they were saying in these early, early years. While the KMT tore down a number of Japanese residences after they arrived in 1949, the buildings on the Grand Boulevard stayed up, where they eventually became the heart of the displaced Chiang Kai-shek government. For Taiwan Talk, I'm Hope Goh.